Hey guys, do you think you should good photos? What about the business side? How does that look like? Photography and business perspectives have become so subjective. Today, we talk with a full-time photographer with a background in marketing to get some tips and behind-the-scenes hustle on being a creative entrepreneur. This is Peter, the suited marketer, and I'm with Trent with Mr. Goodall. Today, we're hanging out with Cassie Vager, who runs her own photography business, and we're talking about Cassie's journey up to this point, how confidence sets you best chance to gain clients, communicating to build relationships, selling from a relationship standpoint, make sure to focus on what's most important for your brand, everything else comes second, and lastly, stop thinking like every other sheep in the herd. It's okay to be the black sheep, and she'll tell you why. With all that said, let's hang out. All right, everybody. So today we have Cassie Vager. She's a full-time photographer, videographer based out of Denver, Colorado with more than 10 years of experience. She specializes in elopement and weddings. Most currently, her commercial and video and photographer services has grown drastically. She also has a background in marketing and in the construction software industry where most of her experience has been in male-dominant industries up until this point. Welcome, Cassie Vager. How are you, Cassie? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Good, Cassie. How are you? It's been such a long time since like I, either of us have, have met you. Well, for, for me, at least, because I know we went to school at Regis University together. Yeah, it's, it's been like, like, what, seven, eight years now? Yeah, um, probably well, in the f- five years from school. <laughs> a lot of, you know, a lot of adulting, a lot of growing up and into the real world. And yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, nice. And then like. Just give a background. Yeah, me and Cassie went to school together and Tret, we so I hosted events called Lunar New Year's, Moon Festivals. There's a bunch of events at Regis and Tret would per, perform then. And Cassie actually emceed at one of my events and been a part of my events. I think the most memorable one for me is we were fighting each other. I think <laughs> it was like the first Lunar New Year. Like I still remember that one. I remember one of our friends, Andrew Bennett, was like, give him a round kick, round kick Peter in their face. I'm like, <laughs> We're going to go that. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. The Lunar New Year's were great. I was always really excited to be part of the Infinity Clubs and get to support my peers and what they're doing. And, you know, being a second degree black belt, it was fun to get to share that with other students and, you know, punch at you, Peter. So <laughs> <laughs> I remember I had a few bruises after that, that night for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> And I think everybody was pretty afraid of both of us after that, but. <laughs> no, no, it was funny because I remember the chefs were like, yeah, like we should have brought Fernando. I'm like, who's Fernando? And like, oh, he's our friend. He knows martial arts. We should have brought him. And like, what's wrong? Like, oh no, you guys are pretty good students at the class. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, they, you could see like the, the way they viewed us change completely. But um, ever since college jumped into the marketing field, like me for a while, you were in um, construction software for a while, but also at the same time, I, I remember you were trying to do photography stuff as well. Like, like how was that for you? Yeah, so um, my background, my education, I double majored at Regis University in business marketing and then fine arts. And my first job out of college was doing business development and marketing for a construction company. And I liked it, but 
you know, being a young kid out of college, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with myself and somehow found myself in the software portion of the world, which I really excelled at, really loved um, doing. And I was in all these male dominated industries and I was enjoying it, but I just felt like there was something missing, something I wanted to do for myself. So um, during post my college career, it took me about two years to get back into photography. And finally I picked back up my camera and made it a goal to go full time within th I think three years, which I, which I succeeded in doing. And so right now I'm, um, yeah, right now I'm a full-time elopement and wedding photographer. I do other stuff too, but, uh, weddings and elopements are really where my heart's at. So. No, no, that's awesome. Like that's a, do you feel that that was a, like a subtle switch or you're like, you're, when you got into photography, you're like, this is what I need to do. And for the rest of my life, this is, this is it. I, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I had never even been to a wedding before <laughs> when I photographed my first wedding. Like I think I had gone to a cousin's wedding as a young child. Um, you know, wasn't part of the bridal party or anything. So I really didn't know what the behind the scenes of a wedding was like. Yeah. But I was after taking portraits and this other wedding photographer, she uh, saw my work and she was like, hey, like, you're better than me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Go photograph these weddings with me. And I was like, I have, like, I had no idea. It was my real first taste of like, oh, this could be a career. And uh jumped into it and I was like holy smokes this is so cool and to me it's like um I think some people think it sounds cheesy when you're like I'm a wedding photographer but it's so special getting to do what I do I'm taking pictures that people they're gonna cherish their children are gonna cherish their grandchildren are gonna cherish and it gives a lot more meaning to my life um so I've just I've really thoroughly enjoyed the opportunity in this whole new world and it was pretty abrupt um, especially when I quit, that was really abrupt. I just, one day was, it was about a month out and I was just like, okay, I'm done with my full-time job. I'm just going to go do photography now. Um, and I built my business up. It's still, you're never really prepared to quit your job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you mentioned many great points. One of it was like, you never been to a wedding, but let me just go take photographs like that. Just jumping in. I'm, let's just do this. <laughs> let's just do this. Yeah. And no training. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and that's how you learn though. But, and uh, some of us will like, wait, and wait, no, we, we need all these courses. We need all these training. We need all this. Maybe 10 years out, I'll do it. And then maybe I, but I, I love that you just jumped in because that is sometimes how it works and how it grew <laughs> to now. And yeah. And you never know when to quit, right? Like, <laughs> like there's uh, never a good time to quit. There, it's just like, People ask me, I talk to a class of college seniors um, that all want to be full-time artists. And they're like, when do you know to quit your job? I'm like, there's never going to be a convenient time to go full-time. You just have to make that jump yourself. And to a point you said, like um, taking risks and a lot of people feel like they need to take classes. My whole mentality has always been like, if you're anything you keep telling yourself you're going to wait to do, you want to go learn, like take classes or something first, you're probably never going to like make that an achievable goal. Cause you're always putting it on the back burner. Sometimes you just have to jump in and make that risk. No, that, that is true. I, I bought a few, I hate to admit it, a few like courses on just other things like, you know, uh, photo editing, video editing, stuff like that. And I, it's still sitting there. Like I haven't touched it. <laughs> that, that is very true. Like you're like, oh, I'm going to take a course. 
and then you don't. So might as well just push yourself in. And as far as advice, as I know you mentioned you spoke to um, seniors, right? Do yeah. Uh, what other advices would you say like about life lessons or what you have learned and what can help them kind of get on the right path to this? You know, I think a lot of people hate the phrase fake it till you make it. And it was one my karate instructor used with us because I think they think you're insinuating you're lying to your clients or something. But really, it's about confidence. And a lot of people just lack the confidence to jump in and do something. They don't think they're qualified enough. Like you have the skill sets, but you're afraid of taking those steps and fake it till you make it really just means to me, like, you know, pretend, like pretend you're that pro that's been doing it 10 years, just jump in, jump in with that confidence and go after it. And once you're really doing it, you're going to actually establish that confidence and comfort. You just have to push yourself out of that zone. So that's one bit of advice. <laughs> the other is just, you're gonna get negative feedback and you just have to keep pushing through. Like people are gonna tell you you're wrong, they don't like your work. You've gotta, you just gotta suck it up, grow some thick skin and uh, roll with the punches. No, and I, I think it's like, that's really good advice. You know, like I know for this pandemic for me, like I was, I lost my job, I was laid off and I was like, oh man, like how did oh. I jump? into like life now without my nine to five like it was like a big drastic change for me like yeah i've started small businesses here and there but it was never like jumping full time into like a whole different entrepreneurial experience how was that for you like what like what was that transition like for you um that's a good question i'm sorry peter like it's never you know easy to make that you know not get to choose when you make that transition also for me it was a year ago in july of 2019 and um i had already you know i already had an established business but it wasn't necessarily making a full-time income because i was doing it part-time like i was doing it yeah i was doing it on my weekends and evenings so it was a little scary at first to jump in and not know how much money I was going to make. There was a lot of calculation. I sat down at the very beginning and estimated, you know, how much do I need to just cover my bills? How much do I need to do this and reach other financial goals and whatnot? Um, and I think once I outlined it like that and had a good understanding of where, how much I needed to work to be where I wanted to be, it stressed me out a little, or the stress like disappeared a little bit. Um, but like, you know me, I have this really upbeat, outgoing out attitude, and I'm just ready to hit the street, go make friends, um, go meet new clients, and really seek out what I want. So it wasn't, for someone extra, as a, extroverted as me, I don't feel like it was the hardest thing in the world. It was just like the taking the risk and quitting was probably the hardest part. I remember putting my, I didn't, I didn't even put two weeks in. Here's some you know, here's the tea. I just quit. Day of was just like, I'm done. Sorry, this is not working out. Here's my notice. I'm out. That was terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely oh, terrifying. Got... Did you include I'm out? <laughs> right, um, peace. <laughs> I, I mean, I think, I think they knew. I think they knew. But <laughs> like, I think I said, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they probably took it like, I'm out. Peace. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was, like, here's your, 
I'm driving your computer back to the office. So I'm not, a, I'm not your employee anymore. Have fun. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> I think that was absolutely terrifying. Um, and then I, I took a week to myself afterwards and it was just the most tranquil week I've ever had in my life. Like I didn't know what the future held, but that initial quitting, like putting it or like quitting was harder than the next couple of steps. And it's just that psychological fear I think we have. So. Yeah, no, we appreciate you saying that too. It's just because like a lot of times you'll hear entrepreneurs in quotes, they'll tell you like all the good stuff, like, oh, I've got to push hard, i got to push hard. But they never tell you how freaking traumatizing it is. Yeah. The little hardships that you get like along the way. And you're just like, how many times that wall is so bloody because you're either you're punching it or you're banging your head against it. You're just like, I'm, I'm stressed out. But <laughs> You don't don't right. tell you that like like yeah I, I got the money it's beautiful yeah no I I can relate it's a it's a scary feeling because I I did that with uh, the job that I held for ten years that I had to rehearse like how I'm gonna say say it to them like I knew like a week or two prior but I was like it took me almost two weeks to be like okay <laughs> I'm gonna do it this day this time and I was rehearsing like every scenario um, making sure like there is like the right environment to communicate with them and all this and how they got to react, how I'm going to react if they react this way. And I, I totally know how you feel about that part. Like I have mentally tried to prep a month ahead of time. I knew a month ahead of time it was going to happen. And there's still not enough mental preparation, like time to mentally prep for that. No, that's very true. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess right now, since you're moving on this path, like, what is your motivation? I, I know the nine to five motivation is different. I would say this motivation is the motivation we have behind this work is different. Um, I could be wrong, but this no. is wrong. I mean, I think it's a completely different feeling when you're working for yourself. I don't have a boss hovering over me, you know, anymore. Like I'm not afraid of a boss firing me because I don't perform good work. And I've never like really worried that, but I think any employee has some kind of like nervousness level. Am I doing good enough? Like, I think I am kind of thing. Um, now it's like the complete opposite. It's like, I have to fend for myself and everything about my business is an extension of myself. So where do I want that to go? What do I want this to look like? Um, you know, what kind of service do I want to provide to my clients? I'm going to tell you right now, it's freaking hard. Like, it is hard to, I have a goal in mind and I'm growing. It's really hard to scale up and grow. It's taxing. It's exhausting. But right now my goal is to, um, I have a couple different brands and my elopement in photography. I want to build that. I want to be the sole photographer, but I'm hoping to bring on, you know, I have a girl that's doing editing for me. Um, I also want to add video services to that. I don't always want to be the videographer, but I'd love to have somebody else join me. And on the other side, I'm doing all this corporate work also. So this is burnouts in my future. Um, But I'm hoping to grow that to be multiple people as well. Um, So far, it's me. And I have a friend who does help with video editing and whatnot, but I'd like to expand that company. And then on the flip side, I also started a marketing company last year that we were dabbling with. It was more for fun than anything, but that's grown significantly. And I'm only doing photo and video for it right now, but there's a copywriter and there's a um, 
illustrator and we're working together to do things and it's like okay at some point i have to narrow down what i want to do with these three businesses probably pick one but i would like to grow something to be beyond myself and employ other people and help other people with a nine to five, not necessarily nine to five, I don't ever really want to structure a business like that, but give them a business opportunity that they are doing what they're skilled at and what they want to do rather than going to another nine to five and for being forced to fit in a specialization, if that makes sense. So that was a long-winded answer. <laughs> no, 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 that's really good. I, I, I love how you said your work is the extension of you. And I, I know Peter and I have that same feel and you just put it into words right there like uh we, we didn't have a word for it but that is extension <laughs> and what we do too as well and i totally get that and i i, I applaud you for it and she's scaling it up yes because we get on this journey and we're like okay we need more people we need help <laughs> we, need, <laughs> we need some help there yeah because um, you can't possibly do all of that if you spend all day shooting and then go home and edit and then let's say you have to shoot for six days a week. You have one day to edit and that's impossible in that. <laughs> but also there's the other sides of the business. Like I've struggled with getting out quote client phone calls. Uh, it just even invoicing people takes time. And it's just like, it all adds up. And when you have multiple clients and you're shooting six days a week, it's like, when do I edit? When do I invoice? When do I, I'm working around the clock. <laughs> you bring up a good point but you don't want you love what you do but you don't want to you know burn yourself out so much that you're like i hate my job right now like you don't want it to become kind of like, <laughs> like that thing too because i know like i'm trying to build my own brand my own personality and I'm, i've market for a couple of clients too but like i'm running it all by myself and there are days i'm like oh god like i'm mentally i'm like i'm done <laughs> yeah I'm like, oh, but like i gotta keep going it's been a theme during the pandemic. My family's like asked me like, my dad's an entrepreneur, self-employed also. And they've been like, is this what you want? Like, are you sure this is what you want? <laughs> or do you want to go back and work for someone else? Because at the end of the day, working for someone else might not be lovely, but it's easier. Because you have that like hard set nine to five or eight to five or whatever, and you stop working when you're self-employed it does not end. Like it's so hard to make boundaries for yourself even and stop checking your phone email and whatever. Completely agreed. That road of entrepreneurship, you're, it's your hustle and you want to keep pushing. And so you're like one in the morning, but I'm going to try to get another client. Uh, I'm, trying yeah. to, I'm trying to get somebody else. Um, I'm definitely going to take this phone call on my vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, much. Yeah. It, it, and then uh, I, I think our vision is, or our thoughts are like times unlimited that we, we can, if we, we can get a client here and there and keep going. It's, we got to get it. Um, yeah. it, it is true. Working for somebody else, it is easier, but like I, that feeling you get for working for yourself and what on the extension of you and that product, it's, it's great. I, I don't know how to explain it, but I, it's I know much more feel. rewarding. Yes. 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 Speaking of like, cause we're kind of like talking about clients and like, picking up on client stuff, like how does it feel like to pick up like your own clients? Cause I know for me, it's hard to explain to them what, what they do. Cause they, it, it's like you come in, they have a vision of what they want, especially like being a, like I'm a full-time marketer. So in their mind, like for sure, let's do some advertising. But for me, when I come in, I'm, I'm here to do something else. 
Like, <laughs> like so how do you communicate that? How's the process? Because I'm pretty sure you know how that feels. Yeah. And most of the time, like, I have such a brand with my photography that it's most people understand when they look at my work what to expect out of it. And if they don't like my style, they're probably not going to be asking me, right? So like in that sense, it's a little bit easier. But when I'm getting into this video and I do a lot of corporate work with my video, it's, it's really interesting to always try and, especially with engineer type mind people when I'm a creative, see their vision and make it come to life. And be, there's always an expectation and a communication gap. And it's been... It's been an interesting learning lesson, um, but I think if you can storyboard it, if you can, you you know, draw it out, work together, communicate as much as possible, like you'll finally find some kind of end product that they're happy with. It just might, it's not for the faint of heart. Like <laughs> only do that, only be in a creative or marketing job if you are okay with people critiquing your work and or oh, you no. not having I'm the so same sure. vision. <laughs> No, it's just so true because every time you go to any business, I go to, for example, a restaurant, real estate business, first thing you sit down, they're kind of like, let's make this extravagant, beautiful. I want it like, just like this across the board. Can you take (laughs) the photos? Can you do this? Can you do, they give me a whole list and like, just make it elegant. I'm like, your brand, this, it doesn't fit pretty much just compared yourself to, I don't know, like the the Hilton or like, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) And like, it's not you. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah. And just just let you know, all the things you listed, it's going to be, a, it's, a, it's a lot. They're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, it's like over 5,000 <laughs> for just my time. <laughs> hiring like, all those people. They're like, no. <laughs> can you make a website that looks like REI's for $200? <laughs> like, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they You're <expect> like, what? <laughs> and I do I get that a lot too they're like okay I only want one hour of photography and I want all these poses and all of these outfits and I'm like whoa like it's just so you know not possible like let's let's see what you really want let's see I mean it's gonna take x amount of hours you know and I always tell people, even on like wedding day, I'm like, okay, you can send me what you would like and tell me what the top things are. But just so you understand, your expectation is, is this. Wedding day comes around, you're busy, you're stressed out. We can't get all of these shots in. So tell me what the really important ones are kind of thing. Like I set the expectation that way. And then anything I get on top of that is just extra. It's just a bonus. But I try to make my... their um expectations like as close as to reality as i can get them to from the beginning yeah that, and that's that's a great and that great advice for everybody that's listening to like setting that right expectations because just getting that out of the way for both to have an agreement on the expectations or else one is thinking you can cram this all in an hour and you're on the other side and like i can't do this <laughs> uh, and then at the end you're like you're both at odds because it wasn't met either of the expectations so yeah that's a and just going from that, from client experiences, what is the best client experience you had and the worst ones? The best client experience, I've been really lucky. I've had a lot of good friends or friends of friends hired me and 
Um, I think the best one I have right now is actually my corporate. It's not on the wedding side. I do video for a construction company based out of um, Denver and they hire me for all kinds of projects. And it's like, it's more of a friendship now than anything. Like I know their whole team. I feel like when I'm on site, I feel like I'm an employee. I don't feel like I'm a contractor. Um, they are very understanding and accepting. And my goal is to just continuously make them happy. It's not, it's not so much about like, oh, here's a contract. We're sticking to the contract. It's more like we have an hourly type agreement going on. And uh, my goal is to meet their needs. And I'm going to do put out however many hours of work I need to get there. And they just are very understanding of it. And very excited for me and my journey also. So it's been really cool. My worst client experience goes back to the expectations. And um, I'm not going to go into too much detail about this one, but because they, <laughs> <laughs> if they ever heard this, they would totally know. But for instance, like it was a product photo shoot and they sent me imagery of a product and they were like, can you replicate this? And I was like, heck yeah, easy peasy. No, um, the product that they actually were having me photograph was nothing like what they had sent and the whole concept was different and it became much more complex and it was super, super silly. Like, um, I thought everything was great on our side and then they didn't disclose a lot of information. And I think, I personally think they had done this to other photographers before, <laughs> but it just taught me like, okay, like I gave them a prize and now this turn, this project like tripled in the amount of time and I actually lost money on it. So um, it's been a learning curve for me to be like, okay, how thorough do I need to be with clients on the commercial side? Um, do I need to like have a clause in my contract stating like, hey, if you misguided, you know, misguided me from the beginning on like what we were doing, like I should be able to revise my contract or you know, something like that. So that one was rough. They were very nice the entire time. However, it just was mind numbing work and uh, lost a lot of money on it. So, and I think that will happen in any new, like any new entrepreneur will pick up at least one job where they lose, they lose money. So. And that's really good to know. Cause I think for sure you'll run into that all the time. Like in every industry, like every person you work with, they, I, I get it. Like you don't want to spend too, too much on, on something and you could try to make the best deal. But sometimes people don't realize how much they're like costing us in financially and like the time it takes and the effort it takes. They kind of like, it's cut all of us short in that. And we're just like, Oh gosh, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. But like, since we're on a kind of like the topic of, um, is talking about people, I'll put it as people in general, but like, what are tips for people who are, you know, looking for a photographer, marketer to work with? Like, what are tips that you for sure, before they hire any of us to be like, hey, this is what you need to expect and this is what you need to look for? Yeah. Um, if I were a person hiring, I usually have some different standards for photographers, like, making sure they have backup gear. Um, you know, I think everybody comes up with those questions with like how many years experience and things like that. And while those are valid, like sometimes you want to give somebody a chance who might be in the beginning of the career, the end of the career. I think 
I think for a project to go seamless, you probably just want to pick somebody who you communicate with well, who already has a style close to what you're picking. Um, like for me, I'm a very versatile photo editor and I can do moody. I can do vintage. Um, I'm bold and vibrant, but I can do the other styles. However, it's much more easier to go pick a photographer who already has tons of moody work, if that's what you want, or light and airy, um, just because you already know the aesthetic and the understanding of the, of the aesthetics there. And then, like I said, like, you just want to work with good people. Like, if you, from the beginning, are having a hard time communicating via email, if you guys can't get each other on the phone, if you do get each other on the phone and it's not like, if you don't want to be friends, like that's probably a red flag to me, at least (laughs) I want to hire hire good people. I want to work with good people. I want to be hired by good people. If we don't have some alignment with our personalities from the beginning, that's just a red flag to me. Um, and it's not, I've turned down work before and people have written me, um, and my teammates nasty messages but the truth is, like, as a self-employed person, I have the choice to who I want to work with, too. And if I don't think I can serve your needs, I'm not going to even tempt the project anymore. Quality, quality is my number one. And if I think as the owner, like, okay, this person wants this, this, and this, I don't, like, I think we could have achieved it, but maybe not in the way they want. I'm just not going to take on that project anymore. And I think instead of being upset, like, people hiring to be like oh no thank you for being honest with me like thank you for like just seeing you know seeing this through is like we're not meant to work together (laughs) no you (laughs) i appreciate you saying that so much like i've been in those same shoes i've turned down so many people and they some of them hate my guts but like you said some of them are like (laughs) thank you so much for like just giving me the straight up answer that like that you can't do it or what my vision is like too absurd for you or like we our <laughs> visions don't connect so yeah thank you so much for telling me you know and like i'd rather do that than like work together and then we like clash heads and not become friends because that's so much more important that if we can find something that align and work together in the future if not it's okay yeah and i hate turning down work i've turned down oh, good projects you know and uh it it sucks it stings a little bit but I want to make sure I'm putting forth the highest quality products I can and making everyone happy. And if I mess up one project, it's going to be sucking up all my time and I can't, I'm going to neglect my other projects then. So it's just in everybody's best interest at this point. (laughs) Yeah. People don't take rejection. Well, they kind of, they just assume, Hey, I'm hiring you for a job. I'm paying you. You automatically will say yes, but then that you could reject and people don't take, that well uh, yeah. and especially because i'm a communication consultant so i definitely understand how you say the relationship helps it factors in into the product it definitely does because it's it's not just cassie you got to make everything else work without them contributing in some way or form they have to work with you somehow share experiences for you to able to create the things they wanted to create yeah um I know you mentioned some of the mistakes as in like just accepting some clients and then they, you lose money on it. What other common mistakes you think are made by new photographers that you have experienced in the business and how could you, I guess, avoid them or fix them? So I think one 
common misconception is I think when photographers are starting out, they're like, oh, I can, if I photograph this well, I can photograph everything. And that is not true. For instance, I cannot take pictures of babies to save my life. Like, just count me out. Like, no. <laughs> I, you know, I think dabbling in all these different types of photography is okay. Like you totally should do that to grow, but you should not consider everyone a client if you're a photographer. Um, I'm not saying specialized to the point where we're only doing elopements or weddings, but I'm saying like, hey, maybe architectural photography is not your thing. If you've never done it before, do not, do not take money for it. If you don't know you're capable of doing it, you know, just save yourself headaches that way. And I've learned that myself. I've taken on projects where I'm like, oh yeah, I can totally do this. And then I'm like, just kidding. <laughs> like this was a nightmare. I'm not interested in ever doing this again. And half the time the clients will tell you, you did great. Um, but you'll be like, no, that was not, that was not for me. Anything with newborns, I'm out. That's mine. <laughs> No, I, I love the honesty. I love the honesty. And I'm just thinking in my head, like specializing. All right, I'm only specializing in five months old babies that are in the mountains. That, that's <laughs> in my head. I'm like, oh, that's totally specialized. That's oh, yeah. And like specializing in newborn, like newborns would be like two weeks after they're born. People won't photograph a newborn like 14 days after it's born because they're more difficult to work with. And I, like, ah, I, don't, okay. I don't know these things, but all babies are <laughs> out for me. Like they're just all out. So like family photos, I don't like those either. Kids are hard to work with. I love kids, but as soon as they're on camera, different story. <laughs> so like, yeah, just learning where your strengths are, where your you know faults are. It's not like you can't work on those things. It's just, if you're doing it, a paid gig, make sure you know you can complete that project <laughs> in a quality oh. way. Yeah, no, perfect. Because your so, name is tied to it now. It's the quality. Yeah. It's not the company. It's, it's really, it's you. Yeah. Don't experiment with oh. the client. That's <laughs> no, very true. You can't. Like, I, I've, I dabble with photography here and there. I remember me and you remember Father Father Han right back at Regis. Yes, yes. He got me into photography, and I, it's funny. I dabble with like nature photography a lot, but then when I try to take a people, I'm like, oh gosh, like, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know your perfect angles. I don't even know my own angles. I'm sorry. Don't tell me to. I'll try to take our photos in human, but I'm not gonna be the most amazing person like at it. Like I'm, I'm be honest. That's <laughs> I can't fair. do people. That's fair. <laughs> I love people but, um, in my photos. <laughs> yeah, they, they add a certain like idea to it, but whenever I take it, they're like, huh, like there's something off. I'm like, I know. <laughs> there's something off. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like I'm more of a scenic guy. Um, but what other tips would you recommend though, Cassie? Because um, photographers in general. I think some things are like, you're going to get a lot of hate when you're doing photography um photography some people it's subjective some people think it should be look realistic some people think it should be abstract I'm kind of somewhere in the middle there um but for instance like it's probably going to be your close family and friends who hurt you the most if you're going to be starting a small business or doing photography or something like that they're going to tell you your work sucks um and you're just going to have to keep trudging through and <laughs> just keep going, just keep trying, keep growing. And finally, like your work will improve. 
people will start noticing you and then pretty soon like five years later people that were mean to you before will be telling asking you for lessons like that's that's just kind of how it works out um another piece of advice is like i get a lot of younger well they're generally around the same age as me i started photography well my business you know however many years back and some other girls started theirs at the same time and we were kind of all on a level playing field skill-wise. Like, I'm not going to say any of us was better at our craft than the other, but they didn't understand the marketing part. And also they let the sales part get to them. And if you're going to be a full-time creator, you have to get over people telling you no. Like sales are hard in general and people are going to um, turn you down more often than I tell you yes. And if you let that get to you, like you're not going to have a business anymore. Keep posting on social, keep marketing yourself and keep bringing in those prospects and somebody's going to tell you yes. <laughs> so yeah. That's, that's a really good tip because I think I, I completely agree. Everyone like eventually when it comes to financials, they that's the first thing that they freak out about. And like, I think my, they always ask me for tip, honestly. Like if, and then a good friend said this too. Like, hey, if you smell like you're selling something, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get it. You're gonna lose <laughs> just, just like, just like that. Yes. Because like the moment you think about it, you're pretty much you threw up in the trash. The relationships, the friendship, pretty much that whole relationship with that client is just gone out the window. Because that's all you're thinking about. To be completely honest. Yeah. I always leave my sales calls like I'm a friend. Like I. I don't want people to think they're being sold to. Like, even if I don't know you, maybe they found me on Pinterest or something like that. This phone call, the beginning of it, I just want to know if our personalities vibe. I don't like using the word vibe, but you know, like I want to know you're a good person. We get along. Like we're not going to have any issues, you know, being friends kind of thing. And then like, you know, I tell them my photography prices. I'm not salesy. I'm not the one. I'm honestly not good at sales. I know it. I know it's one of my weaknesses, but I think my allure to people is that I'm telling them my prices. I'm being genuine with them. And I'm like, Hey, you come back to me. Tell me if that works for you. I'm willing to work with you at, you know, whatever you like in my gallery, my price points and things. Um, just super friendly, happy, and not like a used car salesman <laughs> by any means. <laughs> no, that's it, the sales part is hard. The sales part is hard, and and I love that you brought in. It, it's a relationship. I'm calling as a friend, and I'm telling you the price as a friend versus I'm trying to sell you this thing. And and, and people sense that when you when you try to sell them something that they don't want or how you approach it, they automatically close up. Yep. Um, is that the most common mistakes you see in like in people that are, I guess the marketing aspect of photography is that you see like the sales part is the most common mistakes or there's others. I think it's the confidence is the most common mistake. If that makes sense. Um, I, um, am working on some marketing materials for photographers, like to coach them on what they're doing. And I see a lot of photographers putting stuff out. Like I can't get clients, um, or my business is super slow right now. And they put out really negative comments about their own business and I always say that, um, like you're creating your reality. Like if you are telling people that you're slow, that you're out of work, that things aren't going good for you, they aren't going to gravitate wanting to hire you. 
long-term. Like you're putting this bad impression in their mouth, like that you're not successful, like that you're not, your work isn't quality, you're not sought after. And that's a really negative thing to do to your own business. I see so many female photographers doing that. I don't see quite as many male photographers doing that. Um, but if I never want to put that negative information out to the world. I want them to think I'm busy all the time, even though I haven't posted on Instagram in like a whole month. But that's because I am so busy. <laughs> I, I know. That's the, <laughs> that's the other effect, right? I'm, I'm yeah. super busy. I, I'm, yeah. When I'm not busy, I'm making myself busy. But yeah. when I'm really busy, I really, you can't tell if I'm busy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So like, but I just never would post something negative about my own business on social media like that. And I keep seeing it and it hurts me. And I just want to reach out to these people and be like, Hey, like you're not helping yourself. And I think it's a role like all marketers know is like, you don't want anything negative associated with your brand. Um, so why would you go in and do that on purpose? Like, why would you be like, Hey, I'm really struggling to get clients on your like business profile or even out to your friends on your public, like your so personal. True. Yeah. So Do they just put it in the description? Like when you search up photography and they're like, Oh, Hey, I'm the guy that I can't get clients. Would you be my client? Is that? In yeah. The it's basically like, you'll see it one of two ways. You'll see it on their personal. And I get so many people from my personal Facebook that end up as my clients that I don't want to put anything negative there. Cause I consider everything in my marketing, even my personal profiles. Um, you know, the way I, I, um, put myself out to the world. Um, but I'll see them posting things like a lot of people do mini sessions or sales, but they'll be pushing the mini sessions and sales so constantly in saying that they need to make new content because I haven't been working. So they're doing this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like do not advertise that the reason you're doing a discounted sale is because you're out of work. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like going out of business. I'm going out of business. Yeah. It's so true because in, in like the marketing field, I, I see this with like my emails every morning with like promotions and stuff. You see this trend so much now. It's every business it's like sale, 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 forty percent off, twenty percent off. I'm like, your brand just looks cheap. I'm sorry. We are in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, but the way you're, like you're doing it, like I think it's, I don't know if you, it's in my opinion, but I think it's you kind of like set yourself up to show like, okay, I need to get money in, get money in. I'm not doing so hot, so buy, buy, buy. It's like a liquidation almost. Yeah. Like, like, no, Whoa. I understand, Peter. I get you. Mm. Rather like, okay, you could still have the sales, but like still be pushing positive stuff out there. Like, hey, we're building something new. We're trying this. We're doing this. Like you could keep it down a little bit more instead of like freaking out. And people see it when you freak out. I know a lot of brands that just freak out like no other when they don't get clients and it, it shows. I have one other note on that topic. Something somebody told me that could have sounded offensive when I was 24 and entering the software world, they told me, don't be a sheep. They're like, all these young girls in marketing get hired by these big companies and they just follow the trend and they do what they're told, but they aren't creative and they don't think outside of the box and they just kind of do what everybody else does when it comes to marketing. And now that I'm in the photography world, I haven't. I'm going to be honest, I didn't focus a lot on my marketing the previous year 
the pandemic has started to change things. I'm like, okay, I have time to focus on my branding, myself, what I'm going to be doing in the next couple of years marketing wise. And I really want to differentiate myself because most of the marketing er, for the wedding and photography industry is so much of the same. Like you can't tell, you can't differentiate between these photographers, all of their copywriting on their website talks about how they love coffee and dogs. And you know, I love coffee and dogs just as much as the next female wedding photographer, but that's not my, that's not a brand. That's not a differentiator. Um, so right now I'm like, okay, how do I not be a sheep in this industry and market myself like everyone else? How do I differentiate myself? How do I expand? How do I really stand out? And so I think yeah. other photographers should think that same way. No, agreed. And just like out, even outside of photography, I completely agree with you because I think in marketing school, remember all the teachers beat down our heads like differentiation, differentiation. Stop being, like you said, stop being that same sheep as everybody else. It's okay to be that black sheep. It's perfectly fine because you're different. You set yourself different from every other brand that's pretty much the same. Like, oh, I, like you said, like, oh, I like dogs. Like, well, every, doesn't everybody in America almost have a dog? <laughs> I'm sorry, to you're be honest. But like, it, your photography? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I get it. Like, you wanted to show, like, the personalization, but personalization with differentiation, like, what makes you so special? Like, you, people, I don't know why, but a lot of brands are so scared to do that, but that marketing and photography field, like people are so scared to combine those two and have creativity and all those things in their business. Why do you think that is so usually? Um, I think it's a lack of knowledge, mm. a lack of determination, and also like a lack of like, I don't know how many business meetings you've sat in, Peter, but I've sat in so many for corporate companies and they have no idea, even like, you know, companies pulling in hundreds of millions of dollars a year, they don't know how to differentiate themselves. Oh, agreed. They make it into this, like, complex thing. Oh, no, I agree because, like, I've sat in probably, like, four corporate rooms before and then, like, every company has that same issue. They're just, like, they would draw this whole elaborate board and I'm, like, okay, like, and? <laughs> like, they're, like, you know, the, I don't what do you think? I'm like, everybody else does this. I don't think <laughs> you guys are going anywhere. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, if you want me to give you the straightforward ha answer, you're not going to like it. But everything we're doing now, everybody's probably going to do at some point. So let's think yeah. a little bit harder outside of the box. Like, let's, I know our industry, just as an example, is in oil. But let's step out of that. And like, instead of doing oil, let's do energy. They're like, we're an oil company. I'm like, I don't care. That's it's <laughs> shock. It's, like, it shocks people. It's like, it's different. I'm sorry, but that's, that's thinking differently. How can yep. I do something so different that people don't expect me to do? Instead of you yeah. guys like, oh, well, I saw this oil company do this. How can I do something? Get, get out of your bubble. Like, come on. Like, I get it. Like, you want, people want to become part of that community that being togetherness but it's okay to speak your mind and be different i think that's yeah. what people are so scared of doing i when i worked in the architecture construction and engineering industry i would go to their conferences every every year and they were all the same it was just like every booth was the same everybody's offering the same services and you just have different crappy like i hope they don't listen to this um they have 
this industry needs an overhaul. They have really bad marketing. And you go to these conferences, you're not even excited to go up to the booths because it's just same thing all the time. Um, my tactic when I was there was like, okay, how can I go above and beyond and like stick out like a sore thumb almost? Like I would do the weirdest things. I'd be, bring the weirdest. I would just build entire new sets for my trade shows. I'd bring couches, inflatable couches, and people would be sitting in them by the end of the day. Everybody was laying at our booth. Just weird things to stand out just because everybody is always using everybody else in, every, like, in their industry as an example, and they're not branching out and looking at what other industries are doing, what other companies are doing. They're very like, oh, okay, like, you know, this guy put out this commercial. I want something just like that. I'm like, well, that's not your brand. Like, that's not you. That's theirs. Leave it alone. Go do something else. Yeah, no, very true. Like, I, I love that you did that because in the past did, I did the same thing. And they're like, it's funny. Like, they would like set up a booth. It looks like every other booth. Okay. <laughs> I would like go, they're like, where's Peter? I'm like, I would be going, like, socializing, drink drinking with these other like brands clients are like Peter what are you doing like I'm getting us people <laughs> it's different you didn't expect me to do that but I'm sorry I'm gonna be at an, a basketball game I'm gonna be at a football game you think I'm messing around but our clientele has been you know it's been growing it's different you don't think it's different but what you're doing just setting up every same thing. It's the same thing as every other trade show. So you got to do something else. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but real quick, transitioning over to more of a rapid fire questions. So okay. we're going to lighten the mood up a little bit away from the, the business side. I know me and you, we need to catch up, Cassie. We can rant all day about like, <laughs> about about like marketing. companies. Oh, I know. Um, a quick rapid fire questions. Like, so these are, rapid fire questions they're going to be okay. pretty fast short concise and overall fun to answer the best of your ability okay. you ready cassie yes all right so first question taking photos of people or nature because since we've been talking about photography both together <laughs> all right <laughs> people Easy. in nature Easy. people in nature <laughs> favorite event to shoot at favorite event to shoot at uh elopement wedding nice italian or asian food oh that's not fair peter uh, <laughs> I'm i know you love both so i had to cover oh, this question cute uh, <laughs> i'm gonna have to say asian food uh thai and specific okay okay ski or snowboard snowboard love it all right what's your go-to camera equipment uh, Sony A7 III, A7 III, 135 millimeter, uh, 35 millimeter. I, I don't know any of that. I just know Sony cameras, but <laughs> good choice. Yes, good choice. <laughs> Favorite hike? Oh, the one with the best view. The next one, the next one, whatever the next hike is. That's the favorite. <laughs> What's your favorite martial art ever? Um. I'm going to have to go with probably jujitsu. Okay. Favorite movie? Um, someone asked me this last night. Um, Blood Diamonds with Leonardo DiCaprio. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Huskies. 
all the way. Yeah. Um, I can relate, but it's about you. Favorite taco. Favorite taco? Oh, carn is carne asada. Yeah, carne asada. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook or IG? Instagram. Favorite season? Uh, winter for snowboarding. <laughs> nice. Have you ever cried at a wedding while you were the photographer? Almost every wedding. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Almost. Nice. Pet peeves. Um, people I can hear chewing. Um, <laughs> I hate that. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. People who are overly confident like myself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a, like, it was one of, like, uh, one of my strengths and weaknesses at the same time. Can I Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why Sony cameras? Um, I just traded from Canon to Sony, and I particularly like Sony because I think they are kind of changing the game, pushing the industry forward, and everybody for a period there was trying to catch up. Hopefully, we'll see great things out of them out of the future because everybody is starting to catch up. But, um, Yeah. And they, their camera's a little cheaper, <laughs> but not the lenses. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so it's whatever. <laughs> college or no college? Because this is something that oh, everybody shoot. asks me, so shoot. I th thought I'd throw that out there. Is this supposed to be rapid fire? <laughs> it's like elaborated <laughs> rapid fire I mean, now. <laughs> I, totally, I totally loved my college experience. Um, I loved my education. I loved my professors. However, I cannot necessarily, I, I think I'm the kind of person that would have done what I've done work-wise without a college education. I think that I would have sought out this information myself. Um, so it's really hard. Like, I'm not going to ever tell anybody not to go to college, but I'm not going to be like, you have to go to college. Um, everybody's kind of everybody's kind of their own boat um i don't know it's so hard that's such a hard question like i value my education but at the same time i think i could have done it myself about it and like the debt that you're in when you if you don't get a ton of scholarships you know like post-college oh, is not good for anyone it's not fun and it doesn't feel like it's always worth it <laughs> so i don't know it's hard i agree yeah. No, I, I totally understand how you feel. And I, I'm a recent grad of my master's and I totally get it. it. It's just the mindset that you go into college with, like some go into college uh, to work for somebody, which is not bad. Um, and then some just go to college so you can get these information. That way you can build on what you love to do, kind of like exactly what you're doing. You took yeah. some knowledge and applied it. Uh, so I get it. And they make I can see different views on it, but uh, I, I, it's hard. It's a hard question. <laughs> I totally yeah. agree with you. <laughs> it, I started a master's and I dropped out for similar reasons. I was sitting there like, hey, I'm never going to work in this field. <laughs> like, I probably made a poor decision. But B, I was like, I'm not going to make that much money with this out of college. <laughs> like, no one's going to pay me more for a ma the master's I was getting. So, I was like, this isn't the this just is not right this is not working out like i love it it's great information it's a whole lot of fun but it's it's just not the right fit so yeah 
I'm glad you realized that because not a lot of people realize that. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Got one and, year out of three uh, done, and then I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Like, I I felt like I wasted my first year of college, like in pharmacy school, because that's I think that's around the time we met. Like, I was in pharmacy school, and then. I don't know what the heck happened. I, I barely remembered after freshman year. It was, just, it was just crazy. We all like got lost somewhere. I got lost somewhere. Like, I think you go into man. college thinking you're going to have one career path because you don't really yeah. know that much about it. And maybe somebody else helped you get to that idea <laughs> of what you should be doing. And you get there and you're like, this does not fit me. This is not, you know, this is not, I'm not interested in this. I don't love this. Like, this is fine, but it's just not me. So I no, had the agreed. same. Yeah. Agreed. I feel like a, a good friend of ours said this. He was like, he feels like people are going to college at 19, 20, 18, way too young. Like, you for sure, at that age, there's no way you know what you're going to do. Yeah. No idea. I no. thought I wanted to do psychology. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Like it, it was me, you, and our friend Dexter at the time. We were eating tacos, and we were like, "Oh, we're, we're talking about psychology, oh, pharmacy, all oh, that bio class, that cal- that calculus class." Now we're like, <laughs> "Where are we now?" It's like Dexter different. thought he was going to be pre-law, and then he didn't ever even yeah. finish college. He dropped out a month before graduation and started his yeah. business, and is still running it and killing it to this day. And it cracks me up. he's the perfect example of why you don't need college like he wasn't going to school for what he's doing at all and has a super successful business and yeah Mm -hmm. no it's a tough thing it's uh you stick out in college when i have an online class i know this whole conversation we can make a whole hour out of it too Uh, (laughs) and i I was the only one in there like i'm using this for my own business and everybody else was like, well, my job requires me to do this. I'm learning for somebody else's. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I, I'm sorry, I can't relate. And of course, surprisingly, or not surprisingly, I didn't get any comments on my, that post. I posted, I'm using it for my own business. Nobody said anything. Uh, <laughs> so that, I, I totally get it for our mindset. I'm like, wait, you're not congratulating that? You congratulate somebody for p- busting their ass for this company's goal own goal um so that was tougher there may be some envy there like i think people have that's true people have really weird feelings for self-employed people and it's either you are totally like you know accepting and supportive or you're the polar opposite and there's like barely any middle ground no that's a great point yeah a point and the way to put it too and for today uh, uh, how can people find you, Cassie? Um, they can find me on Instagram or my website. My Instagram handle is Cassandra underscore Vigor underscore creative. <laughs> like, I need to shorten that. that was too long. Um, or they can no find me at com. <laughs> there you go. That, that's concise. I like that. Yeah, not the Instagram handle, though. <laughs> <laughs> you can no fix worries. that easier than the other one. <laughs> Uh, and for everybody that's listening, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, and like Hangout Talks on all your podcast listening channels. And remember to follow us on Instagram too. I'm Trent from Mr. Good underscore all. And I'm Peter from Peter underscore the suited marketer. And we look forward to just hanging out with everybody again on the next episode. Cassie, 
Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was a Thank delight. Thank you so much, Cassie.